Wow, we got something. We're in. Greetings. Hello. Shall we play a game? Oh, love to. Let's play Global Thermonuclear War. Good morning. My name is Rob Daniels and welcome to Visions and Sound. Now, for those that may be joining me for the very first time, Visions and Sound is a movie, TV, and video game soundtrack program that I produce each and every week right here on 98.5 CKWR. Well, here we are, show number 17 of 2023 and show number 1,175, if you're keeping track that way. Welcome to 80s Month, as this week we conclude... Yes, conclude, it's been a heck of a month, with a look at the film War Games as we're celebrating its 40th anniversary this year. Now, computers are such a part of our lives now that it's so hard to believe that there was a time when they felt like they were new. In 1983, the idea of having a home computer was, while not unheard of, was a dream for some. I remember the early home computers, you know, such as the TRS-80 or the Commodore 64. I actually had one, a Commodore 64. I'll explain that a little bit later on. Now, so much was unknown back then, and the term hacking was almost unheard of. Again, not unheard of, but just you didn't hear it very often. It was often used in a different form, not used for computers. Enter the 1983 film War Games. Now, the connection of computers and the Cold War was not a new thing. I mean, take 1970's Colossus the Forbin Project as an example. But War Games was touted as kind of a teen film and introducing them as the hackers in question. Now, War Games is a science fiction techno-thriller written by Lawrence Lasker and Walter F. Parks and directed by John Badham. The film stars a rather young Matthew Broderick, Dabney Coleman, John Wood, and also an equally young Ali Sheedy. It follows David Lightman, played by Broderick, a young hacker who has unwittingly accessed a United States military supercomputer program to simulate, predict, and execute nuclear war against the Soviet Union. 
The film was a huge financial success and was nominated for three Academy Awards. Not a lot of people remember that. Now, the score was composed by Arthur B. Rubenstein and was initially released on the Polydor label back in 1983. An expanded release was done in 2008 on the Entrada label, and a further expansion was done in 2018 on Quartet Records. Now, the music you'll be hearing today is from the 2008 Entrada release. So sit back, hack in, and enjoy Arthur B. Rubens, Rubenstein's score to War Games. Back in a bit.
Music from the 1983 film War Games. That's music by Arthur B. Rubenstein. And we'll continue on with a little bit more music from the film in just a minute. But I also wanted to say, if you are interested in any of the film, television, or video game music that I do play here on the show, by all means, you can contact me at, of course, visionsinsound at gmail.com. You can also try me online at facebook.com slash visionsinsound. I am on the Twitter at Visions Sound. You can also find me on my website, visionsinsound.ca. Love to get a chance to speak to you there. I am going to continue my work in restoring a lot of the files that I didn't realize up until about a couple of weeks ago that uh, some of them aren't working properly. So I will get onto that as soon as I possibly can. You can also Go on to Good Pods. It's a downloadable app for your phone or other type devices, and you can listen to me there. Or you can also find me on Apple Music as well. So welcome back to Visions and Sound. And I just wanted to throw in some extra um, things about the VIC-20 that I had when I was a kid. Um, it originally started, uh, my, my mom and my sister were doing a computer course at a local community college. And what they were using was... and believe me, this was a thing, Waterloo Structured Basic. And so they, you'd have to get a special chip for your computer, but we didn't do that. So my, my mom and my sister would adapt their programs accordingly on the VIC-20. The idea of getting a home computer was just like blowing my mind. I remember as a kid creating a computer out of Lego and putting a two sets of wheels and a rubber band that would act like the the tape uh, reels. It was very crude and very, but it was my computer. <laughs> and I remember other friends getting computers as well, or, or at least video games. My cousins were the first to get the Atari 2600, which wasn't, it was considered a, it was advertised as VCS, which is a video computer system, but it was a game system. So they were kind of the first ones. I mean, they were the first ones that had the, like the Telstar and that sort of thing. The, the Pong games and that sort of, and, and that, and the like. So yeah, I was exposed to video games. I was exposed to computers very early. I also remember 
in a class in my grade five class, grade five or six. I can't remember exactly, but there was a TRS-80 in the, in the classroom and the TRS-80 I sat at and tried to load, what was it? Android NIM. And what you would do is you would, you'd have a set of Androids in a specific line and you would type in the, the number of Androids you wanted to destroy. Android NIM would look at you, shake your, shake his head. Yes. If it was the right number, shake his head. No, if it was the wrong number, very crude, but it was my first exposure to video games. And then my first exposure to the Commodore 64 was in an art class. Um, that's where the computer was set up. And the first game I ever saw on the Commodore 64 was Forbidden Forest. And if you haven't played that game, Forbidden Forest, or you don't know what I'm talking about, just look it up on YouTube. Trust me, you will not be disappointed. It's probably one of the more interesting games. It was my introduction to computers, but it was our introduction to games, but it was also a way of, um, I didn't have a Nintendo entertainment system. I didn't have an Atari 2600. So this was my first, the first character I kind of rose to, I guess is, is the, probably the best word for it. So, like I said, I'm going to continue on with some more music from war games as we are celebrating the 40th anniversary of said movie. And I will be back in just a little bit, but here is some more music from war games. Thank you. 
And with a little bit of music from the 1983 film War Games, that's music by Arthur B. Rubenstein. Well, if you're interested in any of the film, television, or video game music that I do play here on the show, by all means, you can contact me at, of course, visionsinsound at gmail.com. You can also try me online at facebook.com slash visionsinsound. I am on the Twitter at Visions Sound. You can also try me on my website, visionsinsound.ca, where you can find a lot of these programs um, over the past couple of couple of weeks. I've been doing an 80s month, and I have been really happy with the way this month has been turning out. Uh, last week's show with uh, with uh, the the 40th anniversary. It was all. It's been all 40th anniversary this month, but it was the 40th 40th anniversary of V. It was a really nice way of getting really nostalgic with a, with a show that, uh, I remember fondly and, uh, you know, being very, um, being very alien oriented and that sort of thing and science fiction oriented, it really spoke to me anyway, back to a little bit of uh, more music from war games. But like I said, you can also find me on, on good pods as well. It's a downloadable app for your phone. And you can also find me on Apple music as well. And if you want, you can visit visionsandsound.ca and it becomes stylish this summer as you pick up your t-shirt, Visions and Sound t-shirt or Visions and Sound hoodie or whatever you'd like, but you can become stylish. Right now, there is a 35% off sale on the website. So go to the website and choose your shirt and you'll get 35% off. So that's that's the sale that's going on, I think, for the next 24 hours anyway. So like I said, I will continue on with some more music from War Games as we are celebrating the 40th anniversary of said film. And I will be back in just a little bit.
With a little bit more music from the 1983 film War Games. That's music by Arthur B. Rubenstein. If you are interested in any of the film, television, or video game music that I do play here on the show, by all means, you can contact me at, of course, visionsinsound at gmail.com. You can also find me online at uh, facebook.com slash visionsinsound. I am on the Twitter at visionsound. You can also try me on my website, visionsinsound.ca where you can find this show and many, many others like it in just a little bit of time. You can also find me on Good Pods, downloadable app for your phone or other type devices. And you can also try me on many other podcatchers, but mainly Apple Music as well. So welcome back to Visions in Sound, as this week we are looking at the 40th anniversary of video, of war games, rather, not video games, war games. So War Games is actually considered the first mass-consumed visual media with the central theme of remote computing, as well as the idea of hacking. It served to start an early discussion of information technology. In, and now in the wake of the film, news media focused on the potential for, as they called it, the War Games scenario to exist in reality. This focus contributed to the creation of the first U.S. federal Internet policy and the Counterfeit Access Device and Computer Fraud Abuse Act of 1984. Now, I don't know if if you're old enough to remember this, but I know I was a huge part of this. Bulletin board systems, also known as BBSs, reported an unusual rise in activity in 1984. Uh, which at least one sysop attributing war games to introducing viewers to the idea of modems. 
The scene showing Lightman, uh, played by Broderick's computer dialing every number in Sunnyvale led to the term war dialing, earlier known as demon dialing, a technique of using a modern um, a modern computer to scan a list of com- telephone numbers in search of unknown computers and indirectly to the newer term war war driving. President Ronald Reagan, uh, a family friend of Lasker's, uh, the uh, producer of the film, watched the film and discussed the plot with members of Congress, his advisors and joint chiefs of staff. Reagan's interest in the film is credited with leading to the enactment of 18 months later of NSDD-145, the first presidential directive on computer security. Now, for me, I saw the film in the theater back in 1983. My 13-year-old brain was blown away by the idea of being able to, as the, the, as the, the term I had never used before, hack in to a computer school computer to change grades, let alone a government computer system. It seemed like a foreign concept to me. Now, yet computers entered my world shortly after, and I kind of went through that. My mom and my sister had started a computer course and were working large, largely with computer or co- rather Commodore pet computers. And it was felt that working from home was a good idea of a good way of helping with the projects. Commodore 60 or Commodore Vic 20 rather soon entered my life. Now it's funny to think how back then, how much technology had been integrated into our lives and how the nerds have led the charge. The film had a few cinematic firsts when it came to computers, including the first cinematic reference to the term firewall, a security measure used in computer networking and internet security. Also, hacking wasn't actually illegal when the movie came out. That didn't happen until the Computer Misuse Act in 1990. The release of the film also resulted in a substantial spike in interest in computer hacking and an increase in the actual penetration of computer systems. As a result, the industry was forced to make several seemingly obvious changes like creating accounts with default rather than no passwords on newly installed systems. This is because prior to the film's release, it was just assumed that most computer systems would be only accessed by the authorized persons and the odds of someone breaking in was felt to be extremely low considering the computer security that's out there now it's it's silly to think how how easily it could have been to get into computers and so that was so the the high-end um password systems were only used for more high value systems and banks for for such as banks and the military now as we continue with more music from war games We're celebrating, of course, the 40th anniversary of the film. However, one quick note about the score was the fact that the harmonica, that harmonica music was used and added at the last minute. Arthur B. Rubenstein says it's the one thing fans remember most about the score. So here is some more music from the 1983 film War Games as we are celebrating the 40th anniversary of the film. Back in just a bit. Thank you. 
And with a little bit of music from the 1983 film War Games, that's music by Arthur B. Rubenstein. If you're interested in any of the film, television, or video game music that I do play here on the show, by all means, you can contact me at, of course, visionsinsound at gmail.com. You can also try me online at visionsinsound at gmail.com. You can also try me at uh, facebook.com slash visionsinsound. I am on the Twitter at visionsinsound. You can also try me on my website, visionsinsound.ca. I'm also available on Good Pods, a downloadable app for your phone or other type devices. And I'm also available on many other podcatchers, but you can also try Apple Music as well. So yeah, this comes to the conclusion of 80s month here on the show. It's been a really cool month and I'm not wrapping up the show just yet because I've got a few, I've got a su- surprise that I actually announced a little earlier on uh, Mike Ladano's uh, live stream, but I'll leave it to to those that are, that did not get a chance to, to hear that to uh, to stick around for the extra surprise that I'm going to add to the show. But uh, yeah, there's a lot of, films from the 1980s that I've covered, but I I found that this month being specifically all 40s was kind of a cool way of of presenting 80s month. And I'm really looking forward to 80s month 2024. I won't give too much away about that, but it's it's uh, a going there's going to be equal amounts. I may even have maybe even throw in some music from a television series that was came out in 1984. Uh, one might remember it as maybe Miami Vice, but you know, it was, it was, that was the, that was the first eighties month topic that I broached, uh, way back when I started this has it been, has it been close to 10 years now, man, it's been a long time since I started eighties month and it was all started on the notion of a Simpsons couch gag that was, uh, um, was it easy Late Lazy Rider was the uh, was the the show that uh, they were spoofing, so it had a whole bunch of like eighties tropes to it, including like um, explosions behind the the main characters, and uh, the 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 whole idea of a vehicle being uh, kind of sentient. So in this case, it was Homer's couch, and in this case, so yeah, that's what inspired eighties month. I saw this and I said, okay, well, guess what. April is becoming 80s month and it just became a whole thing. And I really, really like it. Now, November is becoming classics month. I just wanted to let that. I'm looking way ahead to November. But next, the next couple of shows are going to be very interesting. And I also want to throw this out as well. Uh, I don't know if, if any of you remember the TV show Aeon Flux. It was a... It started off as a bunch of shorts, and then it grew into like half-hour episodes and that sort of and that sort of thing as it as it as it grew, and it it was first started on much or not MTV and then kind of made its way over to Much Music in here in Canada, and it's one of those shows that uh, it's kind of out there if you if you're not into that kind of, of storytelling and, and animation. It can be kind of out there. But they just recently released a three-CD set of the score to the TV series, and it, I just heard a little bit of it tonight, and trust me, you will not be disappointed. They did a wonderful, wonderful job on the soundtrack. So with that in mind, I'm going to continue on with some more music from 
uh, war games. But I just wanted to remind you, if you are interested in any of the film, television, or video game music that I do play here on the show, by all means, you can contact me at, of course, visionsinsound at gmail.com. You can also try me online at facebook.com slash visionsinsound. I am on the Twitter at visionsound. You can also try me on my website, visionsinsound.ca. And I also am on Good Pods as well as any other of the many podcatchers that are out there, including the likes of Apple Music. And for the next 24 hours on my site, if you go there, you will get 35% off your order of either a shirt, a mug, a set of stickers, some buttons. Become stylish this summer and go for some visions and sound wear. I wish they had hats, but they don't. But uh, I, I, you know, I, I, I am wearing a Visions and Sound hoodie tonight. It is extremely warm, is really nice, and you know, it's 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 cool to be able to to say that I have clothing with my logo for the show on it. In any case, like I said, I'm going to continue on with some more music from War Games as we are celebrating the 40th anniversary of said film, and I will be back in to kind of. Uh, Kind of, sort of, I'll present the surprise in a little bit, but here is some more music from War Games back in just a little bit. President's about ready to order a counter strike. It's a bluff, John. Call it off. General, what you see on these screens up here is a fantasy. Those blips are not real missiles, they're phantoms. Yes, Mr. President. Sir, at this point in time, we cannot positively confirm the inbounds. We have reason to believe they may not exist. All stations, this is Crystal Palace. Stand by for a message from Brassat. This is General Behringer at NORAD. We're currently tracking approximately 2,400 inbound Soviet warheads. Stand by to launch missiles at my command. Ten. One, impact. Crystal Palace, you still on? Anyone there? No, sir, no impact. We're alive and well. All right! All right! Yeah! Yeah! That's right! Yeah! All right! 
such a nice game of chess, 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 chess. Sharing a secret at the edge of the world. 
from the 1983 film War Games. That's music by Arthur B. Rubenstein. We'll get into a little bit, we'll, we'll end off the show with a little bit more of music from War Games. But welcome back to Visions and Sound as this week we are celebrating the 40th anniversary of said film. Now, did you know that War Games actually had a sequel? And what it was, was a direct-to-video sequel. But I will talk about that in just a second. If you are interested in any of the film, television, or video game music that I do play here on the show, by all means, you can contact me at, of course, visionsandsound at gmail.com. You can also try me online at facebook.com slash visionsandsound. I am on the Twitter at visionsandsound. You can also try me on my website at visionsandsound.ca. I can also be found on Good Pods, a downloadable app for your phone or other type devices. And you can also try me on any other, the many podcatchers that are out there, but you can also try me on Apple Music as well. And if you visit the site tonight for the next, I believe it's the next 24 hours, there is a 35% off sale of any of the Visions in Sound merchandise that is available there. So by all means, go and check it out. If you want to be stylish this summer, wearing a Visions in Sound, either a either the podcast logo or the regular um a logo of my own creation done back way when I started the show, but uh, yeah, check it out. Visionsandsound.ca. You will not be disappointed. So like I said, welcome back to Visions and Sound as this week we are celebrating the 40th anniversary of said film war games. Now, like I said, did you know that war games actually had a sequel? It was a direct-to-video sequel. Okay, I'll, I'll, let me let me let me put it to you this way: In November of 2006, production pre-production rather began on a sequel titled "War Games: The Dead Code." It was directed by Stuart Gillard and starred Matt Latner as a hacker named Will Farmer, facing off with a government supercomputer called Ripley. Now, MGM released the sequel directly to DVD on July 29th, 2008, along with the 25th anniversary edition of, of War Games. Now, to promote the sequel, the original film returned to selected theaters as a one-night-only 25th anniversary event. So this is pretty cool. I stumbled across this particular film a couple of years ago and uh, was was wondering why I was hearing the familiar shall we play a game in the in this and I was going what is this so found out it was the the dead code now why am I bringing this up well recently I actually got in contact with the composer 
John Van Tongren. Now, he was kind enough to provide me with a short suite of music for the film. This is huge for me. I really like doing this. So here is some music from the 2006 film War Games, The Dead Code. I'll be back in just a second.
And dear friends, I forgot to mention that that was the probably the world broadcast premiere of the score to uh, uh, Dead or, uh, uh, War Games: The Dead Code uh, by John Van Tongren, because I think that's the first time it's been heard outside of the film. Can't confirm that for certain, but I'm pretty sure that's the case. Anyway, that's all for me this week. Uh, Thanks for hanging in, those that did. As we continue into 2023, I hope as you're getting on with your day that you realize just how awesome you are. Never forget that, like I said, just how awesome you are. Never let anyone tell you any different. If you are ever not feeling right, there are people out there who care about you and are willing to chat. If not family, then some professional who can help. As Rocky said, nobody hits harder than life. I know from personal experience how hard it is for me to sit behind this mic week after week when I feel like no one's listening. I would never have made it this far without the support of a huge team of people behind me. If you or someone you know is in crisis and needs help, resources are available. In case of an emergency, please call 911 for immediate help. The Canadian Association for Suicide Prevention, Depression Hurts, Kids Help Phone at 1-800-668-6868, 1-844-HERE-247 or here247.ca offer ways of getting help if you or someone you know may be suffering from mental health issues. Join me next week as we head into May. And look at film gimmicks. I'll leave it at that. I'll end off this week's show with some more music from the original 1983 War Games. And I will be back next week with more Visions in Sound. Standing together at the edge of the world Nowhere to go from where we are Sharing a secret At the edge of the world This time we may have come too far